This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 27 of Banging on the Drum. Yes, we're still going. This episode, we're going to be recapping a tough Bucks loss there. Uh, we'll do our overs and unders, a couple spicy meatballs, roll into our favorites. Then go over the Packers schedule real quick. And then we are throwing in the segment I wanted to do since the first episode, the Party Hall of Fame. So we got one Party Hall of Fame story that we've had stored for about three weeks. Or no, even more than that, four weeks, five weeks that we always end up going too long. We can't get to. So I'm just going to say it right off the bat. So we end up getting to that story. But we're going to lead right in into the Bucks game. So the Bucks just get farting hammered 81 to 109. No role players step up for the Bucks and Grant Williams just goes off. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but it did seem like the Celtics were definitely the better team. I think that whole series, because even even the game we stole in game five, I feel like we stole it. And it was like always us like scratching and clawing for everything. And then, I mean, the to the Bucks credit without their second best player, I mean, they almost made the Eastern Conference championship. And I think if they were on the other side of it, I think they could have handled uh, either Miami or the 76ers. I think the Celtics will probably be representing the Eastern Conference in in the NBA Finals. But we'll see here. I thought the beginning of the playoffs, I thought for sure we'd be a championship team. And then when Middleton got hurt, I was very pessimistic about our chances. And I, I'm kind of surprised we took it to seven games, as bad as that sounds. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of disappointing how it ended. Like, looking at it, we shouldn't be, like, disappointed. We were missing our second-best player going against the hottest team in the NBA. But I don't know what made it disappointing. The fact that we scratched and clawed and made it to seven games or just that we're defending champions and hurt to lose a playoff series or all of the above. But I don't know. I just – there's lots of thoughts. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's super disappointing that we couldn't just get one of the role players to just step up and have a big game. Like throughout the whole seven-game series, like we leaned so heavily on Giannis, Holiday – and maybe throw Lopez in there. And, I mean, Lopez, I don't know all of his scoring throughout the series, but I don't, I don't think he ever gave us over 20 in the series. I could be wrong about that, but he gives us 15 tonight. And just, like, watching the game tonight, everyone just looked scared. Like, Grayson Allen looked scared. Wes Matthews offensively at least looked scared. Like, there was just a shot that Matthews had in the corner. And it was just not his shot. Like, he was wide open. He should have took the shot. But, like, the way he shot it was just so rushed. And, like, I don't know. It's like it was, the moment was too big for everybody besides Giannis and Holiday, it felt like. It, even yeah. Lopez, like, I mean, like I said, he scored 15 points. But 
And he did. Yeah, I mean, he shot one from one for six from three. Yeah. The Bucks just as a team, they shot twelve percent for three. Like it looks like a fake stat. Four from thir- four for thirty three. To the Celtics credit, Tatum's a beast. Smart's real good. Jalen Brown's real good. And then their role players, their other starters, fucking stepped up and had had a game. If it wasn't Horford in game four and five, and then Williams tonight. So, like I said, they're um, a better team, I think. I, I kind of want both. Yeah, I, I agree. They were the better team over the series. I was very hard on this group chat and our group chat. I want to get your guys' thoughts on the coaching performance. Cause I didn't, I thought there was so many, like from game one to game seven, there was very few like tweaks and like changes he would make to like improve. And that closing out on three pointers that comes down to coaching and, you know, playing, but like just coaching and like offensive, like droughts, a lot of that's coaching, drawing up plays for other players. I think Coach Bud fumbled this series away more than anything. I think it shows that Giannis carried us to a championship. I think we could have done – I think we could have won a championship with any, like, top 15 coach, judging by this performance. I And this might be my overreaction, but I, Coach Bud was just awful. He looked so lost this whole series, and – he just like you said like we missed a spark we missed something like they look tired the whole series they're just lacking something and that, that might be coaching that just might be being tired obviously from the nba schedule but what are your thoughts on coach bud going forward so i'm too dumb to know exactly what's going on like i'm never going to be the guy that calls for an nba coach's head to like the point that you said, like it seemed like at a point, like like when when you change something, like nobody was stepping up, and it didn't seem like he was giving any other guys a chance to step up. Like I don't know if Nora could have done something. Hill definitely wasn't doing shit. He was getting minutes. Uh, Carter could have got put in, but I, I know Riley said Ibaka, but I feel like that's more of like a defensive starter so I don't know why exactly these guys were playing but it did definitely seem like the definition of what is the definition of insanity right like when you keep doing this over and over and expecting different results like that that was that seemed pretty dumb to me but but like I said I wouldn't call for his head quite yet because I don't know exactly why he wasn't playing these guys and I guess I never will know. So I'll never be the guy that's like fire that coach unless there's something like blatantly shitty that he's doing. So, yeah. So I think that uh, at the very least in a game like tonight, you could put your shooters in, right? You got to have shooters that are sitting at the end of that bench. Even if they can't play defense, you might want them to hit 23 pointers instead of 12. You know what I mean? Or whatever it was. No, you said 12%, not. 12, yeah, they were four for 33, I think. Yeah, four for 33. Yeah. yeah, and so at the very least, you might want a shooter in. And I think it was probably like to some extent being scared that you miss those shots, right? So Connaughton can play, played in the playoffs last year, just, you know, playing like they were trying to make Cole into diamonds in their asshole or something like that tonight. So 
everything that I was watching, it just looked easy for the Celtics tonight. And it looked very, very champ late. So it looked challenging for the Bucks late, looked easy for the Celtics late. Yeah. And I mean, we go into the fourth quarter down 64 to 79. So yeah, maybe at that point you would just be like, Let, let's just see if we can like catch lightning in a bottle with somebody off the bench, but we don't do that. So maybe that's why we're saying like fire him. But I also think like, I, I don't think it's looked past, but Middleton being gone, is just so huge. Yeah. Cause just having a guy that shoots as well as Middleton frees up Giannis frees up. Then once you got Giannis freed up, like it just makes the game so much easier, but it definitely does look like we might need to reshuffle the deck just a little bit because I mean, injuries happen in the NBA and it doesn't seem like our role-playing guys are the guys like, yes, they got us to this point in the season, but from my watching experience, the only people who's really important to keep is going to be obviously Giannis Lopez holiday and Middleton. And then you could basically shuffle whoever else around that. Um, maybe there's a fifth guy that is whatever, but we definitely needed better play from our role players. And I don't know. And it probably gives the Celtics some credit. They're a good team. They're, they're going to be better. They're going to be battling. Um, well, so like when you're saying give the Celtics some credit, they did exactly what you have to do to beat the Bucks, right? So you have to hit threes in order to beat the Bucks. That's the yeah. That's Budenholzer's premise: is that teams aren't going to hit threes consistently enough to actually beat us, and so that didn't work. Yeah, my dumb ass, like. I think it was in the first quarter. I sent a text to the group. I was like, I love this letting Grant Williams just shoot wide open threes all day. And yeah, that bit us in the ass. But I think we're going to try to do a better job of not beating a dead horse too much. I don't know. Does anybody else have too much more to say about the Bucks? The season's over. Everyone's bummed out. Fucking shit or farting awful way to uh to lose a game like there was just no hope after the first quarter i i think that riley saying you know like maybe we should like move on from the coach i think it's very short-sighted it's a guy that just won a championship has won 50 plus games multiple times in his career i think that once you become the nba champion it is a lot tougher to repeat than it is to get your first one, right? People put their, or a target on your back and you have to fight that stuff off. Is it a tough, a tough loss for a series to swallow? Yeah. Um, it'd be a lot, it'd be a lot tougher for me to swallow like a Nets loss or a 76ers loss. I think, I think both those teams, I, I don't have as much faith, right? So I think the Celtics are, pretty deep with guys that if you need them to score, they're going to come out and score. And maybe that's just what happened in this, in this series. I also think the Celtics played like the game that the NBA allows them to play. They fell on their ass a lot every time, every time that Giannis would bump them. And 
I think that for the most part that worked out for their fans, whether that like they know it or not, are being there. It appears to me that they're being tricked into like complaining about the officials. Well, and as the, as the NBA sees that more and sees it more and sees it more, like they think, well, maybe we are getting these wrong. And then, right. They start getting more calls. Yeah. After refing a couple of games of men's league basketball, I can never complain about the refs. Basketball is by far the hardest sport to referee, but they do need, I say that and then I'm just going to shit on them real quick. Do it. But they, they definitely need to find like a more consistent way to call the game. I don't think, and I think the announcer was alluding to like, you shouldn't call a game different because it's the playoffs. I think there should be a revert back to the nineties basketball where you're just calling less shit. Like let's just make sure it's a follow before it's a follow. And I think in our last episode, if you guys listened to that marathon where we were talking about it, if you're, if you're doing something like James Harden, like where you're getting a guy to jump and like, you're not even trying to make a shot, but you're trying to jump into him to hit him to like, I think you just got to, and they did a good job of that. I don't think that that happens as much anymore. But they just need to make shifts. And I think they got to really look at, like, why did why was this rule put in place? Is it smart or is it dumb? And then let's call it for the reason it was put in place. Because I, I think, like, blocks and charges and stuff, like, like, I don't think a charge was meant to be so, like, a guy stops in a place gets in a good place to like get his ass ran over. Like, I think a charge was like put into place. So, I mean, you had like a fair chance to defend. I guess that, that was kind of a bad example, but like, yeah, like if you jump and you're straight up and you're straight down, like it's still a charge. Like you don't need your feet on the ground, but it, I just think the rules get put there and then people find a way to take it. The way I always read the rule, like, when I was looking through the book to officiate men's basketball games. And to be fair, I'm probably the worst on the planet. Like I am horrendous at officiating basketball. Very, very bad. Right. So take that, take this for what it's worth, but it's not about having your feet in a spot that like you're there a second early and you don't like, you don't move an inch. It's not about that. It's about being in good defending position. So even if I'm like back paddling, and somebody runs into me, that's on them, not on me, right? So that should be a charge. So if I'm like giving ground, giving ground, and then like they bump me and I fall over, that should be on them. Uh, so that's the part of like the circle that I don't understand at all, right? The if you get bumped inside that circle, it's a automatically a foul on the defense, and it's not a block charge foul. Like it has to be on them. And I don't get that part. Of it. Because if you can defend there, then why can't you defend? There? I mean, obviously the circle's put in there so you don't have a guy like Brooke Lopez that just stands like under the hoop the whole time. But like then there's the three second call. So I mean, there's rules in place for reasons and they're smart. And then, like I said, is people just find a way to take advantage of them. So I think the refs just need to find a way to realize that, okay, this is just being taken. But whatever. I think that's too much, too much time on the rules. Obviously, like the refs 
seemed like they played like a big role in that series. I don't think they played a big role in the outcome of that series, but they were definitely up there in in many whistles. I'm sure if we looked it up, I think I heard on a different podcast that it was like the most fouls in first quarters like ever in the playoffs history, but whatever. So we're not blaming the refs. I think there's just a, a better way to go about refing basketball. And I don't know what it is. So, and like Mike said, he, he wasn't the shittiest person to ever ref men's basketball because I was, that shit was scary to me. I hated that shit. It is, it is hard as hell. It really is. Yeah. It's, it is not pleasant from there. Let's leap up. Uh, so we're recording this Sunday night, eight o'clock central time right now. Dallas is playing Phoenix and just beating them like they stole some Dallas is up 70 to 32 in the Holy third quarter. Shit. And it looks like Dallas will be moving on to the next round. So on the Eastern conference, we have Boston and Miami and then the Western conference. I don't know why this is escaping me. Right. We have Dallas and who golden state golden state. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. It's mid sneak. So Dallas and Golden State on that side. So what do you guys think? Who's going to the finals? I think I keep betting against Dallas, mainly because I can't give in to the Dallas lifestyle down here. But I, I don't think they beat Golden State. I think they're kind of the bets going on their last type of title run. I think Golden State wins that series, I don't know, probably in six. And then the other side, I have the Celtics in probably six as well. I, after watching the Celtics play uh, the Bucks, but I I won't say I'm by any means an NBA expert, as you could see by the playoff picks I made. I don't think I had either team in the Western Conference. I did have Miami, though. I think that might be my saving grace is that I took Miami to get past the 76ers when we did our sun drop challenge with Kyle, Kyle's definitely not drinking a sun drop because he crushed us in that. Like I, I think after the first round, he could have just not been able to get any more points and still won it. I'm going to say golden state and Celtics. And I don't know, that's going to be a good series. That's what I want to see. I guess if I have to watch, if I have to watch more basketball, I want to see Golden State, and I want to see the Celtics, but who knows? And uh, for a winner, I think Golden State. I think the, I mean, they're both deeper teams. I think the experience will get Golden State another another banner. So I think that uh, I think the Mavs are going to get Golden State. Maybe I hope the Mavs are going to get Golden State, and I think I think that the Celtics are going to lose to the Heat. I think that that series that they just had was very, very taxing. And it's going to get them. Kind of like. Cost, uh, it's going to cost them a couple games early. And then I think the Heat are good enough to beat them another two games in the final five. Where yeah. I don't think that was the case with the Bucks in Atlanta. Atlanta just wasn't good enough to beat them late in that series. Yeah. I, I think if I had to pick someone that I want to get a ring. For some reason, I, I mean, I like our boy from Marquette, Jimmy Butler. 
So I would love to see him bring bring that to Miami. So maybe if I'm pulling for somebody Miami, but my head tells me the Celtics are the best team in the East. But I kind of do think Mike's theory is somewhat true. It's kind of like the Eastern Conference finals were already played. Like the Celtics just got knocked off the big dog. Kind of like when Wisconsin took out undefeated Kentucky. Then they went to play Duke. Maybe their guard will be down a little bit. Like they're like, okay, well, we got the hardest team out. But I, I don't know. I feel like at the NBA level, the guy should be smart enough to know that they're just gonna have to put the the pedal to the floor. All right, let's let's we watched a team full of guys outside of two or three of them that can couldn't figure out that they had to step up for one game out of seven. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's that they couldn't figure it out. I think that we were just like too scared. It was weird, weird watching how scared Grace Allen, and Wes Matthews and even Bobby Portis. I thought like he got a lot of credit for in uh, game five when he got that rebound laid off the Giannis miss free throw and put it back in and put us up. But man, he fucked up like three plays before that before it even happened and the play where he put it up he there's no way he well i'm not saying there's no way he thought it was going in but like it didn't look like a confident shot that he put up like it was just like well this is what i gotta do and it went in but anyways let's recap so mike who are your picks i like the mavs and the heat and then who wins i think probably the mavs i'd, I'd probably rather see the heat win with uh so they have a kid from Wisconsin and Harrow, and then they have Jimmy Butler. So I think that would be. All right, Riley. All right. I had uh, Warriors and Celtics. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to pick actually the Celtics. I think they're just too hot of a team in the finals. All right, and I'm going to go Warriors Celtics as well, but I think the Warriors are going to get another one, sadly. All right, that was us talking about the NBA. So that's over. If you listen and you don't like hearing about the Bucks lose, that's the last time we're going to touch it. If anybody jumps back to it, I'll cut it out. So we are going to roll into what we normally do, and we're going to do overs and unders. And I'll lead off. I think my under has like a very recency bias because it happened today. So I'm so jealous of people who can bring their dogs to places and like their dogs just like sit and chill out and they can like eat a meal, drink a beer and like do that to our credit. I guess my wife and I are trying to be those people. We're trying to get our dogs to that point. And we took our dogs to breakfast this morning and the dog that I brought into the relationship just whined the whole time. Her high-pitched whine, I think they say something like they make babies cries like more annoying just because so you have to get up and do something about it. Like whatever that is, like my dog has that with my ear. Like when she whines, it pisses me off so bad. I guess my under was being out to breakfast and like having, it was like I had like a naughty three-year-old child that was like throwing a fit because they wanted a toy and i was like i don't know i was like falling into it i was like just shut up 
like, quit doing that. So I looked like a psychopath yelling at my dog in public. It, it wasn't quite that bad, but like, I did like swat her and I seen a person like look at me when I swatted her and I just felt like an asshole. Like I was like, I, I don't know what to do. She won't stop whining. Grand, we were in a very like, so where we went to breakfast, there was some sort of like craft show going on that we didn't know was going to be going on when we like first, when we went there. So it was a busy place. That is my under is just looking like an asshole in public because I'm trying to get it to the point where my dogs can come everywhere with us, which I hope happens one day. So it's just reps. It's like this show, like the show still not great yet, but we're just getting our reps in. I'm getting my dogs reps in at the restaurant. And then my over is, so I'm back on orders for the military, but I'm only two and a half hours away from like where I live. And it sounds kind of like a pain in the ass, but it's kind of nice. When I'm at work, I'm like separated. I'm at work. And then when I go back for the weekends, granted, it's a two and a half hour drive, but you can make a two and a half hour drive, like pretty pleasant. You can call people. You can get, I, and I've only done it for one week now. So, so who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll start getting old, but I had, I did enjoy this week. Like when I was at work, I was away at work. And then when I was back home, it was all fun. So it was like very nice separation of work. Like definitely leave my work two hours away. Like there's no, no chance I can do any of my work from when I go back home, which is nice. That's my over is being two and a half hours away. It's kind of nice. There's a nice separation of work and play, I guess. Who wants to go next? I'm going to throw Mike. Mike, you go next. So I had an under earlier today, but now I can't remember what it was. I should have written it down, right? Uh, My under is that my brain doesn't work very good about remembering what my unders are, which maybe that's like a huge plus. (laughs) That could be like the best thing that ever happened to me in my life is that uh, I just don't remember shitty stuff that well. I think the other, like, when it was just Riley and I, I said my unders weren't that bad. <laughs> and my unders are horrendous, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But my over is that, uh, so today we took the five-year-old out, and he is was kind of afraid of his bike. He hasn't had a lot of, like, success on there. And we won't let him put his training wheels back on. So he begs us like to put his training wheels back on. And we won't, we won't let him. And so today he got it. Right. And so this is probably the second day that we've really had him out working on it, like trying to get him really to ride. And so he's like weaving around the sidewalks yet, but he can, he can get on there. He can get going and he can, if, if he's on a road, he can go a pretty good distance, but he can't. On sidewalks, he'll end up in the grass a little bit. But he's riding his bike, which is pretty cool. And before he broke his leg when he was three, we had him, like, close. He was, like, super close. And then he broke his leg when he was three. And then all of last summer, he just fought us and fought us and fought us. And then, like, got through him this year. So Nice. Yeah, that's it. I feel like that's young to be riding your bike like that. But, yeah, that is always pretty cool, like, when you see a kid finally get something. Yeah. Something clicks yeah. in their head. 
But yeah, it's funny that someone needs to die for Mike to remember his under. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, it was not very serious. I knew, I know that. Like my yeah. under was pretty minimal. But when I was listening to you guys, it's funny. Like, <clears throat> obviously not having any input. Like, and when you said that, I was like, "What is he talking about?" He's <laughs> like leading off the shows with dogs dying and. Yeah. yeah that stuff but but you guys caught everything because it, it, that was another fun part it's like when you were saying willie adams and like i was like oh no but you guys always did you always came back so good all right Riley, what do you got for us um i'll start with my under pretty sad day we wa- we watched our final season of house kitchen today finished it and that's kind of our binge show and we really don't know what to go to next. I'm so picky. Like, I watched The Office, Parks and Rec, and, like, Hell's Kitchen, and then sports. So it's so tough for me to get into, like, a TV show. So it's going to be, like, probably a three-week search just to find a TV show I like. Like, it, I don't know if it's because – I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I got the solution for you. I think all-time underrated show that's on Netflix that's really long – if you're looking for something to like just zone out to and then oh yeah this is the show we would use so like go to sleep to because my wife and I like to have noise on, fall asleep, and then the TV timer. 30 rock. 30 rock is very good. It's worth watching. I've heard of it. Who who's is there like a big actor in that? I feel like there's Tina Fey oh, is Al kind Baldwin. of the writer director i don't know if she directs but i think she writes the show probably directs it too and then i want to say it's tracy jordan but that's his name in the show but i i don't think it's far off um yeah what is his name (laughs) he's uh, he's like the something jordan like they just yeah he was a big snl uh actor tracy morgan tracy Morgan. Morgan. yeah no so his name's tracy jordan in the show Tracy Alec Baldwin's big in it. Yep, Alec Baldwin. Mm. But yeah, it, it's a good show, and it's okay. it's got a ton of seasons. And that's like back when shows like had twenty two episodes in a season. So I think there's maybe oh, seven yeah. or eight seasons of twenty two episodes, and Damn. it's just easy watching. It's not as good as The Office or Parks and Rec. I won't give it that, but like, sure, I think it's underrated. Easy. Honestly, I like. All right, it. I'll, I'll check her out. Uh, my over, kind of a not exciting over. I get to watch the Brewers down here thanks to Pat MLB TV ticket. I've been watching them probably every day again for the first time in years. It's been great. Anyways, I was watching with my girlfriend Paige, and she goes, "Is that Rowdy?" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Is that Rowdy Tellers?" I'm like, "Yeah." How do you know that? She's like, "I'm learning some of the players, so that's kind of a cool over." She's actually. I don't know if she's quite getting into Brewer fan area, but we're uh, brainwashing her slowly. There you go. And with that, though, you can get the double screen and you can do White Sox. You can do Brewers. I'm sure they play at pretty similar times. That MLB ticket, that's the shit. Yeah, dude. And I'm pretty sure you can use it at the same time. I remember I seen you say one message like where you're like, ah. If Pat's not watching the Brewers, I can still watch it. But I've definitely seen you say something about watching the Brewers, and I was watching the Brewers mm-hmm. at the same time as you. So I think we're good. Um, good. 
it because I don't know. I, I gave it to one other friend, but I don't know if he ever uses it. He lives in North Carolina, but he might have his own setup. But he was a big Brewers fan. Sure. Um, so yeah. I did remember my under now too. All right, let her rip. So I liked and uh, retweeted too many things on Twitter. So they told me that I can't do that anymore for 72 hours. <laughs> Dang, that was from your own account? But it, yeah, but it doesn't seem to be like working because I can still do like some things. Like if I only do like one and then like let it be, then I'm okay. But if I try to do like two or three things at the same time, I'm fucked. One of my favorite things is waking up like every maybe Saturday or Sunday and just seeing your Twitter like on an absolute like just tirade, uh, not tired, just going off. Lots of activity. It's <laughs> you awesome. guys should probably just stop following me, really. Like <laughs> mute me or something. No, man, you cr- you're crushing it on Twitter. 2,733 followers. I, yeah, I mean, so. I'm impressed with that number because, like, you can add up the banging on the drum, Riley and me, and we're not even a quarter of what what you have. I've had mine since 2014, and I have, like, 760 or 70-ish, somewhere around there. So I think I'm, like, 2009 or 2011. I can't remember which. It'll tell you on there, right? And, like, I didn't have any. I had, like, probably 150. Until I decided, like, I'm going to, like, actually chase followers, right? So, and that came with the podcast. I was like, well, I'm going to, like, try to be able to get this out to, like, more people. I think it works a little, too. Because we had a pretty good week having John Egan on. And like we said during the episode, we didn't really know we had a comedian coming on. So, we're going to get him on again, hopefully. And get some more funny stuff out of him. I didn't know. I, I guess we should have known he was goofy if his Twitter handle is Brewers Raptor or yeah, at Brewers Raptor. But yeah, but so I think that with a comedian, you get a guy that is comfortable being in front of, I shouldn't say in front of a camera, but in front of people, right? And so he speaks really well, like his thoughts are pretty well composed, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, he's way like he was way better than us on the mic. Like you could you could tell he has experience being on like a microphone and not saying like and um and he was very comfortable. Yeah, like you said, very yeah. comfortable in his environment and his thoughts just rolled off the tongue. Because I I added a little bit, I probably over added a little bit, and I'll cut like our ums and likes out to a point. There's still that the. the few that slip through or more than a few that slip through. That's how much we do it. There's still <laughs> a ton slip through. And when I was trying to edit his, there was like maybe two times where I edited like where we had pauses. Yeah. That, that wasn't him. It was usually like me trying to look for a question on the sheet. <laughs> but yeah, Mike's Twitter, Twitter games crushing it. But I think to your credit, as I think when you ask someone to come on and they see that you have enough followers to like propel them a little bit, because I kind of think, did you ask him just purely through the banging on the drum one or did you ask him through yours? So I can't direct message him on mine, right? So he, he just doesn't follow me and he doesn't accept direct messages. So 
I want to say that I tweeted out like Brent, Brent can come on our podcast anytime. And he's like, what about his rap? I was like, well, fuck it. We're in. Yeah. Uh, so. No, it was kind of a hidden gem. Cool shit. Yeah. All right. And that was us veering from Mike's Twitter. Mike's banned from Twitter because he liked and retweeted too many things, which I think is kind of stupid. Like, it, wouldn't they want more activity on there? So, no. So, it probably actually. So, I think I was, did I, I, I read about it somewhere that like it bogs down their system for one. And for two, that's what bots would do. Right. So, if you're just oh. liking a, whole bunch of shit or like retweeting a bunch of stuff or doing both right which is what i generally do i think that the retweet button is completely underutilized is kind of my thoughts on it but if you're doing that that's just what like a computer could do like we're gonna like and retweet every response to pat McAfee's stuff to increase numbers or whatever. So, ah. so i get it to some extent wouldn't they look like how does this this bot have 2733 followers no so i bet you it's just an algorithm that they put into their their program so that they don't have to have actual people doing that right if you break this rule we shut you down for 72 hours right so if i'm out there like saying you know i'm going to murder people on there then i think a person looks at that and says oh this account can't exist anymore and shuts it down more permanently Gotcha. All right. I'm not positive about the murdering thing, but. Yeah, they probably shut those ones down pretty quickly. All right. So from overs and unders, we're going to roll into spicy meatballs and dumb ideas. Maybe eventually we'll make those separate segments, but because I got more dumb ideas today. So I hope someone has a spicy uh, meatball other than we should fire Bud. Because that was going to be Riley's spicy meatball. We already touched it. I was going to die on that hill. But yeah, I have a problem with society that I think can fall <laughs> under this same thing. Okay, so, so I'll, I'll start. I'll start with that, and we'll so, we'll determine whether it's a spicy meatball or a dumb idea for you. Okay, fair enough. I don't think you should be able to get a DUI on a one or an OWI on a one, right? So I got drunk on Wednesday, day after the podcast. I was I was like pretty far gone not 100 percent sure why i was decided to drink on wednesday but i did right i enjoy being drunk that's probably the biggest piece of it but my wife says like i said you know maybe i should go more lawn tonight and i was already like in the bag my wife's like well you can get an owi for that i said for like and you can't probably get one just mowing your lawn right i wasn't like drunk enough that i'm gonna be like driving it into the road and fucking hitting cars or something but I don't think an OWI is what you should get for that, right? If you like drive your lawnmower like into a car, that should be like a fine for something else. It shouldn't be because you're drunk, right? So maybe like a disorderly conduct or something, right? And I it shouldn't agree. affect your driver's license because you were drunk on a lawnmower. Yeah, especially I think if you're on a lawnmower and you're doing something like that. I don't think you should fully be able to get a DUI unless you are capable of putting other people's lives at risk. Yeah, I agree. So I think 
yeah, if you're just driving a lawnmower down the road, granted, like, say, if you run a red light drunk on a lawnmower, I think that's a DUI. That's DUI-able. But if you're just driving down the road, like, you know how when you end up behind a tractor and they're just, everyone's just going really slow? Like, I think it should just be, like, uh, in intoxicated in public or something like that like so, so i agree I with think, you it should be harder to get a dui on a mower i'm i would almost i'm almost certain it is hard to get a dui on a mower <laughs> but <laughs> i think that like i could run or ride my bike in front of uh, like would i get one for riding my bike and like breaking traffic laws if i was drunk yeah yeah you definitely- for real Jesus, this is like ruining my whole my whole week. This yeah, you can I think you can definitely get a DUI on a bike or an OWI, what's, right? Operating what's, instead of driving. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. What's the difference between like OWI, DUI, all those? Uh, so, I mean, I don't know for sure what the actual like legal difference is, but the okay. language difference is operate yeah. operating while intoxicated and driving under the influence. All right, you guys ready? Ready for the Google search of it? I have no yep. clue, Riley, because I was always <laughs> curious about that because I've had buddies get OWIs, and I just know that an OWI is an owie, and a DUI is a dewey. So, <laughs> so I have a buddy with a dewey, so okay. that's why. All right, so the difference between an OWI and a DUI. OWI and DUI are both acronyms used in reference to drunk driving. A person who is charged with a DUI is accused of driving while intoxicated. A person who is charged with an OWI is accused of operating while while under the influence. That's cleared up absolutely (laughs) nothing. I don't know if I want (laughs) to, I don't know if I want to dig any further on either. That's the explanation. (laughs) Now you know. The word is different. All right. Well, I'm glad I cleared that up for everybody that's listening. <laughs> we do we do have an expert that's been on the show a couple times that, that I'm pretty sure John would know knows slightly more about what the difference between an OWI and a DUI is. So so this was always my theory behind not John Egan. No, yeah, not John Egan. Um, not the most recent guy. <laughs> yeah, Jailbird John. So my thing with it was like, if you got pulled over while driving your car, like you got a driving while intoxicated, like if you got like some sort of thing, like while you were like parked or something, I thought it'd be like more of an OWI, but I don't think that's true either. I, I just think it's more of like where you are. I'm pretty sure in Wisconsin, you don't get too many DUIs. I think they call them more OWIs in Wisconsin. I could be very, very wrong. And, and like maybe there's certain like counties that give you something different, right? Is right. But they say we're going to give all OWIs versus DWIs or something or DUIs. Is, is there a difference between being under the so under the influence could be like not sober from like you know drugs or mer- or alcohol is intoxicated? Is that just alcohol? Could so, that be the difference? That's a good call. Cause yeah, I don't think like if you're high driving your car, I don't think you'd get 
a DUI, you would get an OWI. I think so. And, yeah. I mean, for sure, because you're not drinking. Sounds like another my episode to me. <laughs> driving. No, never mind, because it's not drinking under the it's driving under the influence, operating well under the influence. So never mind. You could probably get a DUI for being high or something. Well, uh, so would a DUI be possibly like something that is more you broke a traffic law, right? And you got caught and you have dr- like alcohol in your system or drugs in your system. All right. right. So it doesn't have to break the threshold. All right, we're digging into this. We're digging into it a little bit. <laughs> so we have what I read already. OWI and DUI are both acronyms used in the reference to drunk driving. A person who is charged with the DUI is accused of driving while intoxicated. A person who is charged with an OWI is accused of operating while under the influence. While there are slight differences in the definition between the two, most states use one or the other, but not both, defining their drunk driving laws. For instance, the state of Iowa uses an OWI charge, which casts a wider net than simply driving while under the influence. In Iowa, it is illegal to drive while under the influence, but it is also illegal to operate a motor vehicle with its engine running regardless of motion. An intoxicated person sitting behind the wheel of a car with the engine running may be charged with an OWI, even if they never moved the vehicle. Does that clear anything up? I got another paragraph if if we think it's going to clear it up more. Yeah, can't drive, right? So like Wisconsin's in the same boat. You get OWIs if you like decide to turn your car off. To like yep. stay warm while you sleep it off in your car, which is dumb. That's like the dumbest thing cops can do to you. Like you're trying to be responsible and stay warm at the same time. Fucking terrible person. Yeah, no, I definitely think it depends where you're parked on the side of the road, though. I definitely had a buddy that was too drunk driving home from something that pulled over on the side of the road, like on the side of the highway. And just slept on the side of the highway in his car and got woken up to a cop knocking on the window. So, so I think if you do that, you probably, you probably are going to get one. But Well, if you drove first, I'll, I'll give the cop the benefit of the doubt. If you're sitting in a field and that's what's going on, the cop can fuck off. Yeah. But like, depends on like how the car is sitting in the field. Like, <laughs> Like, if there's, like, tire marks, like, screeching into the field, like, they probably are onto something, but make them prove it, I guess. All right. Yeah, so I don't know. Is that a spicy meatball or a bad idea or what? what, what I think it is actually more of a spicy meatball because I think there's people out there that, like, are just, like, drinking and driving stupid or, like, driving and mowing, like, and operating a vehicle, like, is dangerous where... I don't know. I guess spicy meatballs and dumb ideas could be the same. I'll give it 50-50, actually. 50% spicy, and I will give it two jalapenos of spice, and that's with a bias. I don't think you should be able to get one unless you do like what I said. Like, if you put somebody else's life in danger while operating it, then you should get a DUI. But then that's such a fine line to, like, to walk. But, but anyways, I think if I was a cop, 
I would be able to tell the difference of when you deserve the DUI and when you're just drunk mowing your lawn. But it is funny. So Sparta legend, just all time. We're going to get to the party hall of fame. This guy would be in it. I think one time we're going to go on his C-cap. We won't put his name in there because he he's since passed away. But uh, this guy was just an absolute legend. And he got arrested for mowing over his neighbor's rose bushes at like three in the morning. So, so he got home from the bars and decided he wanted to mow his lawn. And he mowed over his neighbor's rose bushes and got arrested. Nice. I, that's for sure real. <laughs> yes, you can look it up on CCAP. Oh, that's great. That is, that's a, that's a classic one. So, uh, I knew a guy that he got his stuff on like a tractor, got pulled over. I don't know if he, st- he might've stole the tractor too, which is a part of the problem, but he got a, like an OWI or DWI on a tractor. See, I think that's like warranted, like, cause that's dangerous. Like you driving the a tractor down the road. If you think of it like that, like lawnmowers have like blades and stuff too, which I mean, I know not many people are checking the blades and doing all that, but. Oh, if I'm mowing the lawn, I got to have mine. If I'm drunk, I'm drunk, you know. Okay. So I think I got the easy solution. If you take that lawnmower on the road for any reason, you should be able to get a DUI. It should yeah. still be hard to get a DUI on the road. Like you should have to be doing something stupid, but you are able to get a DUI if you put the wheels on a public road. If you're on your lawn, shit face going in circles, I don't think that's a D, I don't think that's DUI worthy. That's just a good time. <laughs> I I agree. So I did not do that on Wednesday when I was like, but I did on Friday. So all right. So I guess mine's not even a dumb idea. It's a smart idea. And this might already exist. If this doesn't exist, I don't get why. I've seen it with football exist, so I'll explain it before. So another reason I got lucky today is the Brewers were playing. And as Riley and I referenced the MLB TV thing. So I get – Bob Euchre wasn't on the radio today, but I I get the the local broadcast of the Brewers games. So my two and a half hour drive on Sundays sounds like I'm going to get a lot of listening to the Brewers, but I need the score bug to show up in my car. I want to know the score, how many outs and like the base thing with like the filled in dots of like where they are on base And my car doesn't really have like a nice screen. It's, it's got a screen, so it's not nothing there, but like, I think someone's smart enough to figure out how to put it on there. I guess do I can have, Sorry. Do you have CarPlay? Do you have like the Apple CarPlay? So my car is too dumb to like, okay. so I can do Bluetooth calls in my car, but okay. I can't operate my music through Bluetooth. I still need like a cord. Sure. And, and it's funny because my buddy bought the same car. Oh, John, Jailbird John has the same car a year modeled newer and i think his his screen is way better than mine and i think he can like bluetooth into his car but i don't know what this 
Apple CarPlay as you speak of. Yeah. No, it's it's like compatible with Apple. So it's it's like the Apple screen on the car on the screen. It's not exactly the screen, but like it has the logos in there of apps that you can use. Anyways, I asked that because I can order like my Dunkin' Donut order through that. Like they have just random apps you are able to use through it. So you might be able to use no. the app. I might no. check it out actually now that you say that. So my car's too dumb for that. Like mine's like a flip phone compared to a smartphone when it comes to cars. So that's the way mine is that I have to plug it in to play my phone through it, which I think is kind of weird, right? Like my can Bluetooth works. I can use it for my calls, but I can't use it for my uh, podcast, right? And so it doesn't really make sense to me why that doesn't work, right? I can even use my fire, like my, uh, my the fire wire cord or whatever. I can use that instead of like a headphone plug and that works. Yeah. But like the Bluetooth does. So what year did you 2011. I think mine too. 2001. I think 2013 is when they started getting smart like Riley's. Well, if you bought a nice car, what year's your car? Riley, you got a nice, Riley's got a nicer well, car than both of us combined. No, listen, my car before got totaled by a drunk driver and it was during the, pandemic so i actually made like three grand off it so i was able to was that guy on a lawnmower or what no he was in a truck and he had pretty good insurance so i'm not gonna complain and he was healthy did he get an owi or a dui um he got out of it so (laughs) yeah win win Uh, riley gets a new car and that guy gets to walk free and his truck probably has like a dent in the bumper. So his, so I had like a 2011 Camry and he had a 2020 or 2021 Ford. Um, just it's a pickup truck lifted, had all the, you know, upgrades or whatever. And his, his was pretty damaged too. I don't think it was too bad. I'll send a, I'll send a picture to the group chat. Maybe we can tweet it, but my car was like, the whole back end was smashed in and I was parked outside. I was parked on the street and I woke up to that. Um, I was living with my girlfriend's parents at the time, like between getting into our new place, they wake us up at six 30 and they're like, Hey Riley, um, I'm going to give you a minute, but then you need to come outside. And I go outside cars in the ditch, just smashed the shit. His car's like 10, 15 feet ahead, like in the ditches while it, it was just, it, it's a long story. Maybe I can save it for later, but yeah, I came out pretty, pretty good after that. Uh, long story short, I have a 2019 Kia Forte. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I think with your car, my, my good idea, I'm not even going to call it a dumb idea, would be like more than manageable, but I think they should be able to manage it in my car because it's, it's definitely got a screen like, where you could put the the diamond, the bases, but I need that just because I get lost in thought. Like I love listening to Brewers games. Like I think baseball, and I'm not going to be the first person that's ever said this, it was kind of built for the radio. So baseball is by far and beyond the best sport. to. I would rather watch baseball, but it is the best sport or on the radio 
And it's like so nice, like when you're driving two and a half hours, like to kill two and a half hours. But like my mind wanders and I think everybody's mind wanders a little bit. And it would just be nice to like, sometimes I'm like, who's on base? How many outs are there? And if I just could look at the screen in my car and it tells me that, it would be a game changer. You should get the old, um, you know, like the mount mounts you can put on your car. Just put one of those up, get the ESPN app running, and you get the pitch by pitch. I don't know if it's legal at all or if it no. would be easy. Yeah, I bet your MLB just, app would have it. It and it definitely does. So I think once I get more used to this drive too, I'm not going to use my GPS as much, but that's why that's my like combating thing to that. But I just think if you have the radio on, so I think if you turn it on to 99.7 and you're listening to Black River's finest to the Brewer game, I don't even think it should be like an MLB network thing. I just think the radio station in general. So you know how like, most cars are smart enough now to uh, say like, oh, this is Luke Bryan with, I wish my girlfriend wouldn't have left me. They should just be able to put the score there. And, and yeah, and a diamond in the corner. So that yeah, might so be a little I, bit difficult. I At like that. Scoring like, miles. Yeah, if I put, if I put the Brewer game on, I should be able to have it, right? Yeah. I think, that, I think that's accurate. Yeah. No, I mean, great idea coming in hot. Yep. Would, would you want the same with football then? I mean, it would just be like the football field and the first down marker and then kind of just move it along. Ooh, that's next level. But, yes, that would be great. Cause so I think that football is way better about how often they're telling you what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Because they almost have to say, all right, it's second down and six. Yeah. Right? That's true. You almost have to. Like, you're not going to get the score. Like, maybe the score being up there would be good. But um, – And that exists. On yeah. serious, at least. Okay. And so, like, what – where they're at on the field, like, they almost say that every play. So, it's happening every 40 seconds. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That first and sense. 10 from the 30. First – or second and 10 from the – Where the that doesn't five. happen – necessarily between pitches in baseball sure and euchre will get like lost in stories <laughs> and like it which is great it's even yeah. better especially for the drive but like sometimes i'm just like who's up to bat right now like i, I want to say i want to say that like he's like famous for having pitches like you can hear the pitch hit like the mitt but like he's not doesn't say like anything that happens during it. Like he he's a guy that if he gets lost in a story, he is he is lost in it, and he's entertaining everyone on the radio. Yeah, and there's like other legends of him too. Is I saw Artie Lang. I think that would be a. I feel like it's a little bit before my time, and definitely before Riley's time. But Mike, do you recognize the name? So I recognize the name. I don't know what it would be from. I think he was, so he's a comedian for sure, but I think he might've been like going on Howard Stern quite a bit, whatever. I don't know. So he's okay. like a stand up special that I watch. 
And like I was talking about with John Egan uh, last week, it's like, I love stand-up. So I'll watch pretty much like anyone that's on like Netflix and stuff. I wouldn't say it was one of the better ones, but my favorite part of it is he said he got to be up in the booth with, uh, with Bob Euchre and talking to him like, well, he called like three innings and they have the, the cough button up there. So like you can hit that and like, nobody can hear what you're saying. And he was like, you would be amazed at like how much shit Bob Euchre says that doesn't get to air because he uses this cough button. Like you'd be like, and the pitcher winds up and just trying to make Artie Lang laugh. He'd hit the cough button and he'd be like, look at the tits on that bitch. And, and then like, he'd take it off the, off the cough button and he'd be like, and it was a strike on the, the low and away or, or not low and away, but on the outside corner. Bob yeah. Euchre's legend. Yeah, for sure a legend. Maybe the best radio guy on the planet, right? Like in terms of baseball. We'll get him on here one day, guys. We're gonna we're gonna get him on before he's old, before it's over. So that's a that's a problem. He's only like 78. We got still like 20 or 30 years. You think so? I'm pretty sure Bob Euchre is like pushing 90. No, yeah, maybe he's 88. I looked at it the other day. We'll get a quick fact check on this. He's 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think 78. He was still young and spry. Yeah. He was still doing every game and every inning at 78. So, yeah. And I don't think I even caught any. I don't know if he had like a day off or something because I didn't catch like the open of the game because it was downpouring and I didn't want to like mess with my phone like when the game was starting. But yeah, when I tuned in, I should know better, but I don't know who was calling it, but it definitely wasn't Uger. It's definitely been his partner for a long time. And I yeah. feel bad that I don't know his name. So, Yeah. Uh, so I think that he only does home games. Mm-hmm. And even then he only does uh, innings one and two, four and five, and then maybe like eight and nine or something like that. Gotcha. So yeah. he takes like two or three innings off every game. And he only does home games. Yeah, and I haven't been listening to him on the radio enough. But, yeah, I knew I knew he definitely doesn't do every inning. And I think he's kind of grooming. Uh, God, I need to know his name. And if when I was listening to baseball more often, I did know it. But, like, yeah, I don't now. Howard Cassell. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. That, whatever. Sure. We'll be wrong about it. So, yes, that that is. <laughs> That is who it is. I think um, he's actually lost a couple of apprentices. That that could be too. No, I yeah, I think a guy just got signed by the twins. That okay. that so his old partner does twins games now. All right, but I don't know about that for sure. So I want to see what my next but does anybody else have a spicy meatball? All right. So I was watching some Sunday night baseball tonight, and they had a player in the field. Harrison uh, Bader for the Cardinals. The Cardinals look nasty tonight. They just pounded the shit out of San Francisco. Uh, but Harrison Bader was out in the field and he was mic'd up and they were talking to him. And I just don't know if that's a good idea. Like he was, I get it. Like if they're in the dugout, like waiting to go in a bat, because there was a ball hit and it looked like he should have been the one that got it. 
And he's playing center field and the left fielder had to track it down. And that's because I think they were talking to him like during the pitch. So he was distracted. And I was like, this does not seem like a good idea. And even the announcer like mentioned something about it. He was like, oh, I think that's the closest one we've had to like someone making a play other than when we had someone at first base. But then as I was thinking that, oh, go ahead, Mike. Like, are they trying to like prove that baseball, like, you don't need to pay a fucking attention to? Oh, we're just going to talk to them when they're like on the field fucking playing. Fuck, man. Like, <laughs> these are things that you need to actually like focus on. Yeah. And he, like, in to his credit, he would be talking to his like other fielders more, like yelling to the left fielder. Cause like, once the ball was hit, he was like, in, in. But like, it definitely looked like, he should have been the one making the play. It was, it was a very in-between ball. As a shitty left fielder, I let my center fielder take this ball like every oh, single time. And the left fielder got it. And that's when that thought crossed my mind. But I kept watching the game a little bit. In the next inning, so before he left, he was like, don't worry, I'll, I'll be with you guys next inning. But the next inning, he came out. And he was like, he's like, I can't hear anything you guys are saying. I took the earpiece out. So he was just like mic'd up like a football player. And I think that's fine, especially yeah. if he knows that. But like to listen to them feels like an issue. One, you like might not hear like the crack of the bat. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Which is a big deal. Yeah, to how deep, how yeah, in yeah. he did he was yelling like, in and right away. But, like, the fact that it's actually in play, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that helps. The sound part helps as well. This is the site. Yeah. He definitely almost made an error, and I think it was all because of the announcer's fault. But, anyways, that was dumb ideas, spicy meatballs. We'll have to start brewing up something spicier next week. So, we didn't want to shit on – we already shit on our bucks, and then – I don't think we wanted to shit on the refs anymore. So we hit some spicy ones before we got to spicy meatballs. But from that segment, we're going to go to favorites on the fly. And we're going to start with crushing dingers with Pat. This one we might spend a little bit more time on, but we're going to be pretty fast for the most part when we're doing favorites on the fly. Brewers are five and five in their last 10 games still have a three game lead or a three game lead on the Cardinals in the division. Uh, what I got from my red flags is lost two out of three games to the Reds and also lost two out of three games to the Braves, both teams that aren't playing very well at the time. Like Reds are in the cellar of the central Braves. I know they're coming off world series, but they're definitely a different looking team. And then the last one, uh, John, John Egan definitely opened, I think all of our eyes to it. And I mean, you knew it, but everyone loves Lorenzo Kane, but it is not looking good for, for, uh, Lorenzo Kane. And it is starting to look, look like it's time to get, uh, Taylor way, way more at bats and Kane might be looking for a job, not before too long. So so those are the red flags. We need to get better in center field. Do you guys got any more red flags you want to throw out there? I know Riley's been watching a little bit more Brewers baseball. Has been. No, I'm 
you hit them pretty well. Um, we our bats have been eaten up a little more since last week and before that. That was kind of one of my main concerns. But I mean, that kind of straightened out, and I think you hit pretty much everything else. Yeah, no. If anything, I mean, there's definitely always going to be your your. For some reason, baseball is a sport that the most people like just want to complain consistently yeah. on. Um, I think Damian Miller, when we had him on the show, he did like a, a good job explaining like that the players don't get as down as the fans do and they don't get as up as the fans do until they need to. So I think that Damian's mindset is not what 100% of baseball players are, right? So he has what I would consider listening to him for those two hours or that hour and a half or whatever it was, his mind is like, kind of like steel. Like he doesn't move off of that shit. Right. He, he doesn't get high. He doesn't get low. He comes out and does his job. Right. And he's a guy that he makes it seem like every baseball player out there is like that. And I don't think that that's quite accurate. He's He's a very, very good player. He keeps his mind level. And that's what allows him to succeed. And there's a lot of guys that are able to do that. I just don't know that, like, he gave a lot of credit to everybody where I think kind of more your elite players do that. And I would put him in that fold. And a lot of it's got to be the way he, like, made it to the MLB. Because if you're, like, a highly touted prospect, you probably had nothing but highs for the most part compared to playing at, what, Viterbo and then being a 15th round draft pick and all that. So part of it's probably for where he's from or where he's what where he's come from. But yeah, I agree that I don't there's no way all of them just have that good of a mindset. Yeah, but we veered from the path a little bit. Like I don't think it is every player thinks like that. I think really good players think like that. Sure. And on that hand too is I think like realistic fans that have been there for a long time can kind of get like the more flat line and i just like to bring bill hall up as much as i can it's just like how he said if if bill hall went uh four for four with two home runs a double and a single and five rbis he would come in with the same attitude as if he struck out four times which both of those things probably happen and it probably happened back to back but yeah, just having that that mindset like level. I I think we veered so far from the path. I don't even remember what my point was. But but anyway, yeah, I think you're right. Sorry. The, no, no, there was uh It was about the I, early season hitting, probably. Sorry. No, it was it was about like fans that are just like, oh, these, this Brewer oh, team yeah. like sucks. Like this. Like, and I think they're just still figuring it out. But anyways, I'm going to turn. So the the red flags was losing two series to teams. I don't think we should lose two series to late in the year. Colton Wong, so good news, green flags, we'll call them. Uh, Looks like the (laughs) batting order is starting to make some sense. Colton Wong, Adamas, Yelich, Telez, Renfro. Like, it does – actually start to look like a team that's kind of scary to face. Like, especially I think Cole Wong went maybe two for two today or three for three. No. Yeah. He he had two walks, a single and a homer tonight. 
And that's at the top of our lineup. My only switch would be is I want Colton Wong leading off every day, which I don't think is much of a switch. I think if you're going to play a player every day, whatever council will do the rest and maybe put, I think it's Urias at the Urias at the top of the lineup. And, but I would do my all-star, not all-star, but my best Brewers lineup would be Colin Wong, Yelich, Adamas, Telez, Renfro. And then from there, you get like pretty nasty after it. I like Yelich hitting two. You got Colin Wong that's going to take walks. You got Yelich that's going to take walks. You got Adamas that's going to swing out of his ass. And then you have Telez that seems like he's pretty smart about, you know, he, he'll he'll do what you need to do to get a run across. Next one, I mean, obviously we know we have a good rotation with Burns, Peralta, Lauer, Woodruff, um, Hauser's pitching well, and then not having to use Ashby in the starting lineup or starting rotation just makes our bullpen all the more deadly. So Ashby had a three. So tonight he pitched three innings. He got a save. So that was pretty was, cool to see. What's was that? it four? Was it four innings? I think it was a three innings. It might have. Okay. Okay. I might have uh, been. I know he pitched for a while. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, you're good. I'll, I'll he, he pitched the perfect three or four innings, though. He was a stud. Yeah. So I'm going to fact check us. Yeah. No, you're right. Four inning. Four inning save there. So. So it was nice not – so I guess he had to see the lineup turnover. But anyways, nice to see him coming out of the pen, locking shit down. So maybe that's where he needs to be. Maybe he'll become a starter in the future. And then, as I said earlier, Brewers aren't playing the greatest ball. They're 5-5, five and five, but they still have a three-game lead in the Central. I think the Cardinals just cut it to two and a half tonight. But, I mean, not playing the best ball and being – in first place, I couldn't imagine saying that 10, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. I guess it, it has, we've been pretty spoiled yeah. for a while, but so really the big turnaround for the Brewers was 2008, right? Yeah, I think that's the first year that Braun comes yeah. in. That's when really we become a like a an above average team, yeah. And so you're talking about like fans getting down on the Brewers and how things can kind of go sideways where players don't really worry about that as much. I would agree with that, but like fans that are getting down on the Brewers right now, it doesn't make any sense at all because we are on pace to win 101 games this year. Dude, I remember being ecstatic. I think the Brewers had like a year where they were 81 and 81. Yep, I they was, did. I was like yeah, pumped, right? Yeah, like how how does it get any better than this? <laughs> and now we're bitching about them being in first place only by three games. I will say though, I think to to my point is usually we have like a good Cardinals team, maybe a good Cubs team, um, never a good Pirates team, but <laughs> like either the Cubs or the St. Louis. Like if we were playing like this in the past this early in the season, one of those teams would be ahead of us. And it's not the case this year. So that's why it goes in my green flag department is that we're. I don't we're think not, so. So like we are, 
we're what? Was we're what nine games above five hundred? Twenty-two and thirteen. So yes. So like this is this isn't like kind of good. This is good good for baseball, right? And we've true. had years we've good had enough. years where we're kind of good and we make the playoffs, or we're kind of good and we're happy about the season. This year we are a good good team currently. Now that could all fall apart. I understand that, or we could start facing teams that are also good, good. And we start falling back towards 500 where we wouldn't be that anymore. Yeah. No, but you're this is a good baseball season. You're hundred. I'd be, right. I would be pumped if we win more than 90 games. So let me pull this up here real quick. So overall, so the only teams in the NL with, with better records than the Brewers, the Mets are 10 games above 500 at 23 and 13. And the Dodgers are also nine games above 500, but they're 21 and 12. Uh, but then it's the Brewers. So, so yeah, yeah, we're having a hell of a, hell of a season. So, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, we scuffled a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. First place. And. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more ups. Baseball is so, such a long season. I'm sure next week we're going to be either way higher or way lower. So I always just figure, like, if you can win, like, two-thirds of your series, just win. So you're winning two-thirds of your games, two-thirds of the time. You're a pretty good baseball team. Yeah. No, you're going to be in the playoffs. All right. So we will hop off the Brewers there and – I mean, it's brewer season now, so that, that's probably going to be the thing that we're hammering the hardest going forward. I, well, so hold, hold on. We might need to, like, get into the Preds. Or the yeah, no, no, no. We, we got this. Uh, right. We're doing the favorites on the fly, Mike. You think right. I would yeah, I got you. Whatever. So clap bombs with Pat. Here we go. Preds get swept by the avalanche. It's over. <laughs> so, See, and I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. They, I knew it was going to be like not good for the Preds for the series. I was just hoping they were still hanging on. No, no, they just got absolutely piss pounded in the playoffs. So, so then we're going to go to grunting with Pat. Uh, we got Riley Opelka is our our main grunter, our best tennis player. We got. I just saw a picture of him today for the first time. He's a pretty cool looking dude. I kind of like uh, like who we picked for our favorite. But anyways, not good news for Riley Opelka this week or this tournament. Tournaments last like two weeks in tennis. So these two weeks. So Riley Opelka drops from 17 in the world to number 18 in the world rankings. Uh, he got bounced in the first round of a tournament in Italy. And just for a little bonus on top, uh, I know the winner of the tournament was Djokovic. So that was grunting with Pat. Uh, Djokovic? Yeah, Novak. Okay. You heard so of I him? I was thinking like basketball here, so I apologize. <laughs> Are you thinking Jokic? <laughs> I, thought yeah. you were, I thought you were farting with me. Yeah, no, I was like, I, I was lost for a second there. But that's kind of, as I've stated earlier today. Just kind of the way I am. So yeah, that's Mike's default mind state for you is confused. Like every yeah. time, every once in a while, he chimes into our group chat. He's like, "What, Riley? You didn't do that till you were 21." And we were like, "No, dude, we were talking about 
at episode 21 or something, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't know. Mike was lost. But anyway. No, we're gonna- yeah. So that was, I thought, like, I thought he said he joined at episode 21. I was like, that is 100% not accurate. Oh, I get oh, what okay. that was. But yes, it was wrong. Anyways, yeah. let's keep rolling through favorites on the fly. So put her in the hole with Pat, AT&T, Byron Nelson, open. I don't even think it was an open. AT&T, Byron Nelson. Our boy Taylor Gooch missed the cut. And Cameron Tringali was nowhere to be seen. Uh, K.H. Lee from South Korea wins it. And the only thing I got here is I think we need to revisit our favorite golfers. We won't do it this week but we're going to revisit our favorite golfers before the next major, which I don't have on our schedule. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not very invested in either of these guys. I would really like to take a guy that's like a, someone who's in the news consistently. Yeah. I think they definitely have to be somebody that's like qualified for all the majors, but just pick like, maybe a, like top a top 10 or 15 or... guy in the, in the world. Riley, pick a number. Between Let's go one, one through, through ten. No, not one through ten. A top ten guy in the world. We want a guy that can fucking win a goddamn tournament. Give me how about twenty? I don't got it up right now, but yeah, I don't know any. You can't do like this. You could do like maybe like one through twenty of the masters. Um, we are going to we're gonna figure it out now. We we didn't think we were gonna figure it out. But we are going to figure it out now. So to keep it rolling, we are going to turn left with Mike, and then we are going to come back to putting her in the hole with Pack to figure out who our favorite golfer is. So, Mike, what do you got with Truex? All right. So he finished sixth today, uh, scored 36 points for the, I don't know, the standings thing. I don't understand the points. I don't get that. But finished sixth today. That's a good finish. I can deal with that. We need to get a win under our belt, but. Six is not bad. Make the yeah. cup, win the title. Yeah, so I was kind of looking at it today, and I seen that guys with wins are above everybody else. So the top 16 make the playoffs. We'll look into it one time to see how the scoring actually works. But I see anybody that has a win jumps everybody else, and we don't have oh, a win okay. yet. So if 16 people win – we still have more points than them. We don't make the the chase or whatever. So that's what it was looking like. Just looking at the standings. I didn't look at the real uh, rules though. Okay. All right. Which I think makes sense, right? That's that's a smart way to do it. I think. I like it. the The All Star race is actually right in my neck of the woods. This or like next week in the in the next few weeks, and I got offered tickets, and I sadly turned them down. But why I shouldn't you turn though. that down? The All Star race for an, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, man. It's just another it's, race, though, right? Because they all race I, all the races. I think so. I I don't know. I don't know. They so they have this whole big weekend, and they're promoting it pretty big down here. So yeah, dude, they're gonna be whipping shitties and like <laughs> doing cool shit. Do you, do you have a RV? You could drive into the middle part and like just fucking sit on top of that. Hammering well, beers, shit like that too. Like, who takes the biggest dip? Who chugs beer the fastest? I feel like uh, I would so, just see. Speaking of that kind of stuff, like I was listening to McAfee today. I was, uh, I think it was his. It was either Thursday or Friday's episode, and he's talking about how he bets on baseball. The only thing he bets 
is whether the ball will end up in the dirt or the grass after the end of an inning. Okay. I kind of like that. Like that's an interesting bet. Cause like, yeah. it's like a coin toss for the most part. Right. And you don't find many coin tosses in baseball either. Like, I think the odds have to be against like the offense, but I guess though, it could end up in the back of the catcher's mitt though. No, because he's gonna throw. Still- he's gonna roll it out to the field oh. more than likely. Oh, so that would be in the dirt. Okay, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so if he makes it to the mound, then it ends up in the dirt, and then or the grass. Gotcha. He, like he was just mentioning it, but like those kind of bets at like a place where you're like live at would be pretty like insane. Yeah, it'd be electric. It's like playing roulette, black or red. <laughs> All right, Riley, uh, we are going to the back of the onion bag, so fill it up. Yeah, so our soccer team, our MLS team, Dallas, they won 4-2. to two. I think it was against Kansas City, our other uh, competing favorite team. And they're sitting second in the standings overall. They're going to be – season's just getting started, but if you have any interest in soccer – Follow along with uh, follow along with them and us for Dallas. They're gonna be a really good team to look out for going forward. And then uh, Tots, they won. <laughs> uh, Mike, you'll love this one. Exciting one nothing game, and the only goal was a penalty kick. So pretty boring game, but it was a very important, very important win. It puts us in a Champions League spot. The team we're competing against for that spot is like our biggest rival who we beat last week as well, but they have an extra game on us. So it's it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the next week. The season ends one week from today, so we should know all the final standings next week. I have decided not to shit on uh, soccer scoring. Um, I think that that's a low-scoring game, 1-0 or a 0-0 tie. But to be fair... If you have a game that goes like four to two, like Dallas versus Kansas City, right? If you go four to two, that's pretty damn close to an NFL game. 28 to 14 would be a normal, like normal sounding game for the NFL. Six scores in a game for through both teams. I've never thought of it like that. That's pretty cool. I never did either until like this week or the week before. I don't know why I was pondering soccer but i was like you know really the scoring isn't that bad as long as it's not like a one nothing game and coming off like basketball season we're so used to scores all the time from that but yeah i don't know it's one of those sports if you're not used to you got to think of other ways to look at it so yeah so the perception of the nfl is that like oh they scored a shitload of points they scored you know 28 or whatever or 35 that's only four and or five goals. Wait. Yeah, that makes sense. So I need more clarification. I'm kind of looking for this right now. So the English Premier League, I have something. Oh, okay. Here we go. So we're sitting in fifth. You already covered that. So fourth. we're in fourth after today. Okay. So then we're good. We're going to be in the Champions League. No. So they're the team. So we have one game left. The team we're kind of competing for with that last spot has two games left. Yeah, they have two games left. Plus, so after today, I think they're 
only a point ahead of us, but say they win that game, which they should, they're still, you know, a game ahead and we can't catch them because three points for a win, one point for a tie, the points just don't add up. So they need to at least um, tie a game or lose a game, which they could. And we need to win out or we need to win our final game, which both are very, very, there's a decent possibility. So it should be interesting. So Arsenal plays Newcastle. Okay. At Newcastle. And um that team they're playing, the only team they've lost to all season at home has been the team that's gonna win the championship. So right. I don't we're know. They're for Newcastle and the Tots next week. Yes. Exactly. All right. So I think I went to fix the how we were going to do the golf and then I exited out while I was looking up soccer stuff. So we're going to get back to that. Riley is going to pick pick a so Mike and Riley you play rock paper scissors. And then, rock. so you can't do it. It's too yeah. like delayed. Okay. So go ahead choose Mike. I I got a number actually I got paper here. So write down any number, number. Written one through down. a thousand. One a thousand. So one through a thousand. I have a number written down, and whoever closest gets to pick another number that's going to correlate. Odd or even, have... Riley? What do you want? All right. Give me odd. I'll take evens. No problems there. That's all you guys are doing. You're not going to guess. Well, is it odd or even? That's only two options. Okay, it's four. So Mike wins. It's an even number. So I got something else written down about how we're going to do this number. So Mike, pick a number one through 15. 12. All right. And then I wrote down times two. So 12 times two is going to be Fuck. four. I don't like it already. We got an Englishman, Paul. King. But we're not taking no goddamn Englishman. We already have to follow enough of them people in the tots. So we're out on English. Get us, get us an American. All right. So we got Alexander. Alexander, uh, he was born in La Jolla, California, October 25th, 1993. He went to San Diego State. We we're so bad pronouncing golf people's names. I'm pretty so. sure his name is Xander <laughs> and not Alexander, but you're right. Xander Shuffle is how I will say it. Do you guys know? Sure. No. Is this guy going to win any turn? When was the last turn of you? All right. So. I just want the winner. <laughs> I want somebody that at least has got a chance. I don't want to root for the Lions. He's won one. Sure. I don't know right. what tournament it was. But so he has played 12 events, one major. He's made nine cuts, three top tens, one win. 36 rounds. I don't know what this is. He's made $2,825,664. So he missed the cut at the Masters. And then this week, he was minus 23. Damn. And he placed fifth. So, Craig, reach out to me. Tell us how we pronounce this guy's name. So it's no, maybe Xander. we should just have Craig tell us who our golfer should be or something. Oh yeah, 
that's what we'll do. I'm going to text Craig to see when he can come on the show. So that was all for none. And now we are going to move. I think we're running long. I know Riley has got an early morning tomorrow. I got an early morning tomorrow. So we're going to touch the Packers schedule on our next episode and just break down the wins and losses. Mike, Mike's got some Packer news though. I no, so I don't have any Packers news. Um, I have an idea for what we could do for breaking down the schedule if we want to stay predominantly NFL. So, are you going to say the idea, or are you? Well, I can. <laughs> I mean, so I think that we should break down every week, take our picks every week, right? So we pick the whole the whole season. But we pick week one. Next week, we'll just pick week one's games. Kind of like we do for our Sundrop Challenge. Oh, I get what you're saying. We'll break down what the schedule looks like and then who we're taking for each game. Not just the Packers. Yeah, I think that's too NFL heavy. We'll kick it around a little bit. But, but yeah, I mean, maybe we'll need that actually to, like, stay filling up time. But we don't seem to have – issue with filling up time we're going to go over the packers schedule at some point whether it be like mike said we're just going to go week to week pick wins and losses for every team i just think that's going to be a little extensive i could be wrong though so we'll kick that idea around so like i mentioned at the beginning of the show i've been wanting to do a party hall of fame segment and i think we are going to bring people on. So maybe we're going to get three good stories. We're not going to mention any names. And then I'm going to bring on a panel of party experts, maybe not actual hall of famers, but people who could, and then we're going to rank the stories. So this is going to be our first party hall of fame story ever. And we're going to get to see how shitty I read. The the DUI OWI stuff, I was pretty impressed at how good I was reading them. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Are you guys ready for our first party hall of fame entry? I'm so ready for this. Pumped. All right. Party Hall of Fame. It was one of my best friends' 21st birthdays. So of course we were going out to go to the go out to the bars at midnight. I was one of my younger friends and was not 21 yet but I did have my older brother's ID. We started at my buddy's house that was turning 21 and me and the boys were going hard. I was drinking beers, taking shots, smoking doobies and not passing up anything that was put in front of me. I had no clue what my limit was. And to this very day, I still am not sure when to stop, but I was having a good time with my boys. By by the time It was time to head to the bars. I was absolutely farted up. I somehow made the walk to the bars, but I knew I was not going to remember getting back. I actually don't even remember getting to the bars, but apparently my night in the bars didn't last long. I went in, got a drink, then went out to rip a dart with my buddies, and the bouncers did not let me back in because I was too drunk to stand. Thankfully. One of my other buddies was a little messed up too, and he needed to go home and get some pizza. So when I got kicked out, which I don't remember, my friend got me back to the house somehow. 
The next morning, I woke up and I had no fart and idea where I was. I also had lost a shoe in the process. My friend then explained to me that another buddy tried to get me to go home with him in his in his parents' car, and I lost my shoe in the car in the process. I was fighting. Apparently, I was fighting so hard to stay at the house that I did not give a shit if I lost my shoe in my buddy's parents' car. After I got reoriented to the world, the friend who walked me home from the bars was going to drive me back home from, <coughs> he says the town in here. So from this town back to the town where I lived in. But he wanted to stop and get Coney Island first. I went into Coney Island with a doobie in my ear, one shoe, looking like a bag of hammered dog shit. My friend could not stop laughing, and I was sure it was because I was missing a shoe in public with a fat doobie in my ear. When I got in the when I got back into the car after crushing some Coney Island, my friend was still laughing pretty hard, and it was making me a little suspicious. For some reason, I went to feel my head, and there was a spot <laughs> where all of my hair was missing on my head. When I did this, my friend was laughing so hard, he almost crashed the car. I started asking him if someone had shaved my head last night, but he was laughing too hard to answer. Then I could smell something. It smelled like my, or it smelled like burnt hair. Someone burnt the shit out of my hair the night before. My friend showed me a picture of me sleeping on a couch outside with my head on fire, with flames about a foot high. I wasn't even mad. I was just impressed. He dropped me off and I said, thanks for the haircut and went and ripped that doobie with a couple of buddies. <laughs> That's our first entry into the party hall. Thing. So dude gets so drunk, doesn't remember getting back home. <laughs> gets his hair lit on fire. Wasn't even mad about it. I don't know. I I feel like that's going to be so hard to beat. It's going to be like such a high bar set right away. Yeah. So we might have just ruined this uh, this segment due to the fact that like a dude gets his hair set on fire and doesn't even know. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody comes back from that shit. No, I, I definitely think there's going to be, like, categories and stuff. And, like, we'll definitely hammer it out. Because so, like, I think this guy, he, like, the cool points go to that he didn't really care that his hair got set on fire. So I think that's, that's like, pretty cool about it. But I don't think, like, Party Hall of Famers, for the most part, like, black out so hard that they don't remember shit like i think they're kind of the guys who like maybe they don't remember stuff but they're not that far gone like where they're non-coherent like where they're not coherent enough to know that their hair is on fire okay so i get what you're saying there but so party hall of famers are guys that like just get trashed every week in college so or i don't i don't even think it's college i think so if I'm rating you guys in Party Hall of Fame, 
I don't know Riley's history too well, but I definitely know he's not a party hall of famer. Mike, definitely not. Me, yeah, not at all. Like, so hold on a second. So I have a couple of stories from you that like you did some like fairly epic shit, like three run or three homer games or something. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I had a couple good seasons. I might have made an all-star team, but, like, I yeah. definitely didn't. Like, I was like Bill Hall. I was, the like, <laughs> I was pretty damn good at playing baseball, but or I was pretty good at partying for a while. But my career. So are party hall of famers, like, guys who need to get into AA when they turn, like, my age? Is that the, like, idea behind a party hall of famer? I or is it party just anyone with a good party story. So I'm trying to think of a good sport, like where the career doesn't go past 35, which is most sports. Like, I think you got to be doing it from, you can start young. So whatever, like if you started drinking when you were 16, maybe you got a story from when you were 16, but I want more of these stories and we need more, more of a, We'll we'll hammer out the fine details of like, so let's say in this story. So, so this is our second one, really, because John mentions running through the woods for fucking hours only to come to a highway and run into the cops, right? Yeah. So something okay. like that he gets into. So in this guy's story, so let's say like beers drink, and we're gonna go one through five. So if this guy drank as many beers as he did, like to be that, he gets a five. He got a five on beers drank. Cool. I don't think it's very cool to be too drunk at a bar to get kicked out like anywhere near bar time. So this guy gets in the bar at midnight or whatever. I got I got kicked out of a bar at like 10, man. Yeah, but that's not cool. I mean, like. Fair enough. That was not cool. I was not doing cool shit. But anyways, so like we need categories like beers, cool. I can't think of like a bunch of good ones. But like I like the way that he didn't care that his hair was on fire. Like that would go into the cool points. But I don't think he would get a five on cool because if he was cool, he would have probably stayed out till bar time and been hanging out with your mama at the end of the night. Riley? No, I was I was trying to think of how we could word that. Like appearance, like the appearance. Because, you know, people get like shit written on them and you lose clothes or whatever. That could be something. I yeah. don't know. So we have drinking. With the doobie in the ear. Appearance. Whatever. We'll, we'll hammer it out at a better time. I think that would be a good one to get like funnier guests on or like I got some people in mind for this. And I think (laughs) when we get a little bit of a dead spot, we'll bring these people on, which I think our dead spot is kind of coming up. So we might get a way to rank it. But anyways, that was the first party hall of fame, first official party hall of fame segment. Do you guys like it? Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. (laughs) I do. I love it. (laughs) All right. So all you listeners out there, let us know what you think. Please, please, please email uh, bangingonthedrum at gmail.com.
it's on. I put it on everything. You can tell when I edit because I put the our links to stuff in there. So it'll it will our email will be on the link to this. But please, if you got a good story, I know some of our regular listeners names will be yeah redact redact names and maybe places. I mean we're was we're like Western Wisconsin base but like but yeah just redact names if you don't redact names i i will redact the names or whoever's reading it we're going to redact the names anyways we don't want yeah just tell us your story i know omar has good ones i know teal has good ones i know john that's been on here has good ones john doesn't listen though kyle knows good ones he might have a good one or two so i know we have guys who have good stories on here and yeah, no, I think it'll be a good episode when we bring in a panel of experts to determine the rules and maybe determine who's a party hall of famer and who's not. And then we can ask the people if they want their name up in the party hall of fame. I like it. All right. Well, that was our episode for this week. As far as I know, um, do you guys got anything you want to add to it? Uh, so I'd just like to thank the Bucks for giving us a, a quality season. I know that it ended shittier than we'd like to, and I know we said we weren't going to bring it up again, but I'd like to thank them for being a plus team, just like all our other Wisconsin teams. That part's getting cut. Yeah. Like I said, the, the Bucks suck. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah. Good run. Tough to win with your second best player out. So we'll give them credit. Yep. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, we we appreciate the support. We're going to keep doing this. Um, I did want to touch that our schedule is going to be a little bit off. We're definitely going to try to come out with one episode a week. I don't think that will be a hard part, but we might be yin-yanging on you guys a little bit on what day that's or what day we're coming out. So, so we'll throw that in there, but yeah, thank you for listening. We're coming out once a week, whether it be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're coming out once a week, but yeah, it's going to be a little inconsistent until the football season starts. And by inconsistent, I just mean inconsistent in the day. We're definitely coming out. All right, guys. As I say, each week, steal somebody's phone, Download this shit on there for us. Just get our numbers up a little bit. Makes us feel good on the inside. But we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for hanging with us for as long as you have. Yeah, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, Summer is here, which means slower on sports. So if you guys have any uh, suggestions for us, I guess let us know on social media or email. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, if you guys got ideas for us, let us know. We'll probably let it rip. But yes, thank you all for listening. We love you. We love you, our supporters. And like I said, we're going to keep rolling. And all you haters that are doubting the Packers right now or the Brewers, Bucks, you might have been validated. Next year's Bucks. But if you doubt Packers, Brewers, or Bucks are never going to win another championship, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. Suckers that doubted the Packers came. Need my shoulders.
All them suckers that doubted the Packers came in my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came in my shows. Eat my shows.